Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Team for hour. Something like that, yeah. I'll have a musical interlude every once in a while. We are going to have to do the musical Sunpocalypse Now episode where we sing all the dial, uh, sing all of our, our commentary. I am Tim Harvey. I'm Dustin. And this is Zompocalypse Now, and this is the second episode yes. of Fear the Walking Dead. Yes. But I don't want to talk about Fear the Walking Dead right now. <laughs> I want to talk about Dead of Summer and how beautiful that show is. <laughs> I'm going to rewatch every episode. I've been deleting them, so I'm going to have to do something about it. Yeah, to get a, basically, that's, that's going to be a show to binge watch, actually. Yeah. I think... Um, yeah, so we're actually watching Dead of Summer as well as as well as the Walking Dead stuff, and we watched the the new episode tonight, which is the second to last episode of the season. And, There's still another episode, and left we found in the out show. tonight where they were spending their gore budget. Yes, uh, and it was on this episode. <laughs> so yes, the the production design team basically kept going up to the director and saying, "No, really." We do have some more blood. Do you want us to use it? And he kept going, yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> no, I was thinking you were talking about earlier in the episodes. Like, we, we got some blood. I've made, like, gallons and gallons. Like, I can, I can like, spray. Like, Cricket's head is crushed in a bear trap. Should, can we? I can put in there, like, no. No. Just trust me. And like, it's like, but, so, like, that kid, we, we cut off the stoner kid's head. His head, we're throwing it like, shouldn't there be a little butt? On? No. Trust me. <laughs> and then they came to this episode, and they were like, oh, I get it now. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to have fun talking about that. But instead, we have to talk about Fear the Walking Dead. Why? And we... We were kind of hoping last week that this was going to be a all Madison and Company episode. Yeah. Because we had an entire episode of Nick Nick in the Wilderness. And that's not what happened. We got a Although, yeah, I'm not gonna make I'm not gonna save my my disgruntled grunts for later. Because there's a few places to be disgruntled. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So, um, right. So we pick up basically. Well, or, okay. We yeah. have we have two different storylines here, and we really the best way to just talk about them individually because we don't okay. bouncing back and forth is going to be yeah. confusing. So there's two different storylines. There's there's Nick being just the smuggest, most entitled, mm. horrible person in the new death cult he's found himself in. <sighs> yes. Hooray, another death cult. Ooh, and yeah, and Madison cult. and Strand getting drunk as fuck in the apocalypse. Now, admittedly, I would say that we need more scenes of people getting drunk at the apocalypse. Yes. Because the, the, the regular Walking Dead crew never went on a bender. No. 
Um, well, no, um, Daryl and and uh, and uh, Beth Beth got drunk on moonshine. Right, but how many seasons did we have to get through before That's we had true. that scene? I mean, these guys just sit there and go, "World's coming to an end. Everyone we love is either wandered away or died terribly." Let's get drunk. Drunk as. <laughs> And then we have Alicia doing her dead-level best to survive the apocalypse. And, and looking at everyone around her who is not grasping the survival-is-good idea as if they've lost their damn minds. She's like, let's go be alive. And they're all like, I don't know. Well, do we have to? And she's like, yeah, we kind of do. And, I mean, the look of the expression on her face for half the episode is... What is wrong with you people? Yeah, so let's uh, let's talk about Nick first. Oh, yes. Okay, so Nick has ended up in this happy, pleasant-looking place that is clearly doomed. village, yes. Oh, like, God, well, the doom is, is the second, right there. The second person he comes in contact with in this adorable little village is a beautiful little girl mm -hmm. and as we all know the walking dead franchise hates little girls with a passion and so she will soon be fed to zombies uh, and we know this because we just watched she and, and nick stand up on a balcony with a perfect view why why did no one say hey we're gonna feed becky's dad to the zombies today can somebody stay with becky and make sure she doesn't watch. Considering the nihilistic bent of this entire little encampment, this this death-driven um, mindset, mm -hmm. I have a funny feeling that it didn't occur to anyone that it might be slightly traumatic to for you know let the small child watch her father walk into a giant cage full of zombies. And, uh, you know, get eaten. Mm -hmm. Didn't oh, even occur. Although, I will say, I, I tweeted out that no matter what the ex explanation is going to be for this guy doing this, I'm not going to like it. Mm. And we do get an explanation, and I don't like it. So, <laughs> basically, uh, whenever someone is sick, too sick to continue on, whenever they something happens that they're not going to survive... Right. They go into the corral where the zombies are. The wall. The wall. The barrier they, between the encampment and the outside world. And they are bitten and eaten and turned into walkers. Sure. Because they add to the to the strength of this barricade of the living dead. Yes. And um, it's just going to be the worst when that barricade fails. What? 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 Barricades fail? I have never heard of such a and, thing in a show called The Walking Dead, anything. And then um, all the walkers come in and eat all of the people inside the barricade. Yes. This was... Yeah. I, this is not... It's gonna this is telegraphed. This is telegraphed just so blatantly just so blatantly. You know, I, I was. This is now twice in a row that we have had little little enclaves mm -hmm. where the immediate response to go from uh, the the you know the rise of the dead is to go to death cult. Mm -hmm. And 
I realize that there is a I realize there's a long tradition in Mexican in the Mexican culture, uh, Day of the Dead mm-hmm. and all this stuff. But does it seem to me? Does it seem to you at all like it's just almost really almost insulting? I mean, I, I yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I am a I am a straight white male who was raised as a Lutheran. I admit I've got the whole you know privilege nonsense to deal with over on my end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, I don't know, I don't, I've never gone, I've never been inside, you know, the very, very intense, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not an intense religion okay, person, so, so you know what I mean? Here's where I think that it becomes, it has become a problem, it, it is problematic. Yes, in the normal, in, in the flagship show, mm-hmm. every single Every single group they have come in contact with has been complete crazy people, right? And who have either had to, had to have been killed by our our people or tried to kill our people, right? All of them, every single one. We had cannibals. Yes. We had uh, crazy. Uh, Doctors and police officers who locked themselves up in the hospital. Yes, uh, we had Herschel's Farm, mm-hmm. which were they weren't completely crazy, but they were they were not they didn't extreme denial. Yeah, extreme denial. We had Woodbury, right? Crazy people. We had um, and Alexandria again, extreme denial. Mm-hmm. So that's what five six examples right there mm-hmm. of yeah. coming across people who just were all sorts of different levels of crazy. Yes, and it's and that's and really, we, really awful. We, and we never but we never came across a death cult. This is the second group of people that we have come across in Fear the Walking Dead, a show set in Mexico where almost all the supporting cast is gonna be I don't know. And this is the second death cult, so it's we're two for two on this show, mm-hmm. and oh for five or six on the flagship show. That's true. Okay, so so that is why I see it as a problem. Yeah, it's that it's that they have gone to the death cult well twice, and we've only met two groups of people. Mm-hmm. When they obviously know that they could come up with other groups, they've got they've got. They've got coyotes and drug dealers running the Mega Mart. Right. I kind of wish Nick had run into those people first now. So then we kind of break in between death cults. Like, Nick <laughs> meets the people running the Megalo Mart, and he's like, yeah, they're drug dealers and they're, they're you know, yeah. whatevers, but... Okay, sure, I'll hang out with them. And then the then then Gabriella, that's her name, right? Gabriella so, yes. shows up with her like really artistically placed zombie guns. The new the new zombie line from L'Oreal, yeah. And and and, sh- and he's like, that bitch got oxy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with her, I think. And then we could have been like, oh, so this is this is group three, and it's a second death cult. That's okay. No, it, I, it, it's, it's still bothering because again. Every and because it's, maybe it's because they both take a lot from the religious side of yeah, things. Yeah, I'm being really facetious about that. By the way, I think it's yeah, it's, yeah. It just it it feels like every and I realize it's only two groups, and that's a, it is strictly speaking a small sample size. Mm-hmm. 
But the regular show, Walking Dead has a hard time dealing with X number of black characters. Over right. two. Over two male black characters, and it's not, someone's mm-hmm. got to die. Um, Fear of the Walking Dead feels like it has difficulty dealing with devout characters. Because yes. every because both of these seem to come out of looking at the importance of religion in Mexican culture, and then it perverts it. It 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 just really. I mean, it's like all of these people sat there went either, um, you know, God wants us to die, uh-huh. or now it's this, which is, you know, we're the chosen ones because we're not dead. Yeah, I mean, this is you know. Mm. Uh, I'm not even religious, and it's bothering me because it's just so. It's I mean, we just came out of pre- watching Preacher, yeah, where at least there was the hero. You know, his argument was, "I believe in God." Yeah, this is kind of like, yeah, we believed in God, but now that the zombies have risen, we, we're all going to go collectively nuts and believe this twisted version of, yeah, not even faith. Um, I don't know. It's just it bothers me. It bothers me too, and I think that. Um, while, while it's weird, it's, this is strange, because it bothers you on a, almost like a theological level. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really bother me on that level, and I am a religious person, I yeah. mean, you know. I, it bothers, what bothers me is, is from the story level, and the, and the fact that this is, this borders is just, just right there on, like, racist crazy well that too but no. i mean i guess i guess the and maybe because it's because it's we were talking about it as much in preacher mm-hmm. is the you know it is based yeah. on a it is based that it's that looking at this i would i actually want to see because i mean we, okay we had a religious character in Herschel. Yeah. okay okay wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> we're both having a, yes you're right we had Herschel. Faith survived the zombie apocalypse, and yeah, he went off the rails for a while. But once he got his feet underneath him again, and he accept he he realized mm-hmm. he was he was not letting go of the people he loved, which happens. He his faith was a real thing. Beth's faith faith was a real thing, mm-hmm. and they they weren't treated terribly. They weren't no. treated like they were fools, or they didn't go psychotic in there and warp their religious beliefs into something that was ultimately going to doom everyone around them. Mm-hmm. I mean, both the both this and uh, Cecilia, yeah, I think Cecilia's so. uh, death cult, they're not sustainable. I mean, these things are not. They are, they, you can't you can't maintain this sort of thing. And the idea that all these people would drop it, fall in line. I mean, it's just yeah. really kind of insulting. I don't know. It's just it's <laughs> on a show that full of things that bother us, mostly having to do with story and character. Um, now they've added a new thing to bother me with this show which is oh good well at least it's a new thing to bother yeah. me so, so anyway ugh, um, rant over I guess yeah, for, so for this for, for this right week, now yeah. so Nick asks her like after they feed the little girl's dad to the zombies and she gives him that answer like when people get sick when we know there's no hope that's when we you know they, sure. they become part of the wall and so she, he's like okay Hey. Yeah. And so then they're so they're going shopping. They go to the Megalomart. Oh, and she basically forces him to go shopping. It's yeah. not like a, you know, hey, you want to go shopping? It's more like, come with me. I'm not going to say anything to you in English. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you don't understand Spanish, but I'm going to say a lot of things. And, oh, well, by the way, I can speak English, but I'm going to say a lot of things to you really, really mean mm-hmm. in a language you don't understand, and somehow you're going to follow along. But 
Come with okay. me into the into the bus of death. Yes. So they go to the Megalomart, and uh, the drug dealers and coyotes that run the place, that are now the new assistant manager, uh, they are like, you got a oxy? And she's like, sure I do. And so he's, they, they get their one cart full of stuff. It's water and supplies, yeah. and you know. And they were supposed to get two, but they ended up only getting one because the prices changed. And and Nick sees a, a a little little couch set of drug addicts in the back. Well, yeah, is that like, what that was? I thought they were sick people. I thought they were sick people I, I until he started talking I think about it's both. I think I think, but he recognized that the girl was sick not just because of illness. Uh-huh. You know, sick she was sick because she's an addict. Okay. Um and I thought it might actually have been just like their family's encampment thing mm-hmm. too, because they're inside the building. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's Nick sees Nick's Nick's has the, you know, you see your own. Yeah. And so moment. but then he also makes the dumbass mistake of trying to steal some cookies. So he sees the cookies and he picks it up and he's told, no, no, no we only take the things that are important and necessary. And then, dumb <laughs> that he is, takes them anyway. Takes them anyway. Um, and, and so the and then hides them in the worst possible place. Yeah. And the in the small of his back, underneath his T-shirt, and it's shaped like a little rectangle. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's the kind of thing you're going to see if your shirt happens to, I don't know. Be a little bit bloody and sticking to you. Mm-hmm. Poor planning. Poor planning. That's not how you steal things. Yes. I mean, um, anyway. What? What did we? No, no, that's no. not not. No, Tim and I have never. Why? No. Why would you? No. Anyway, so um, on advice of counsel, so <laughs> they're going to cut off Nick's hand. Right. And here is where. Here is where some fuzzy logic comes in for me. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to object to two words in that sentence. Fuzzy, because that's nowhere near descriptive enough, and logic. But go do go on. Because you're, I mean... Because, yeah. okay. So Nick makes Gabriella translate for him, mm-hmm. where he basically takes over negotiations of this... For this, or for his new home that he's only spent one night in, mm-hmm. calls out the the guy's sister as a drug addict, mm-hmm. tells them that they're not going to bring any more oxy, mm-hmm. insists that they get two carts full of water, mm-hmm. and all of this saves his hand, and they get the two bottles of they get the two th- extra things of water when. Gabrielle has known this guy for like two and a half minutes. Right. And she's a bit of a hard ass herself. I do not see in any way why she would do this. I if I I see your favorite thing. Hand of the writer. Oh yeah. A little because, bit. Because because Here's what here's what I saw in the white writers' room. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Gabby is this big, strong, tough as nails lady. She's run this all the time. She brought Nick specifically because if something happens to him, he won't be missed. Right. Um, so we've got Nick on the ground, and and he's gonna have his hand cut off, cut off, and probably beaten to death, and and right in front of her. 
Um, so I think that she needs to just turn around and walk away. Yes, that would actually be the... Here's the problem. Yeah. Nick's the main character of our show. Yeah. And if he dies, we're kind of stuck with Madison. So yeah. how are we going to get him out of this situation and still have this huge dramatic moment? And so they had to finagle all of these different pieces, all of these mm -hmm. different connections in a way that was going to do that. And it's, it fit together very badly. Well, not only that, not only that, but, okay, Nick is new to this group. Yes. There is no need, the, the group does not need him. No. So... Gabby can push that water back herself. You know, he's not... Not only is he not in a position to do any negotiating, because he has no authority, mm -hmm. and she doesn't need him to push the cart back, mm -hmm. but the coyotes know this. Mm -hmm. He's new. They know he's new. I ain't never seen that dude before. There is no zero reason for them to view this as a, as a good argument, because all they have to do is cut off his arm, or just kill him, and look at her and go, alright, you brought us an idiot, and... <laughs> same time next same week. Same time next week. There's no reason for them to do anything but that, except for hand of the writer. So it's two writers, both with their hands going, alright, push it around, make it fit, cram it in there, and close the lid so that we get the scene over with, and it's just... Yeah. Mm. It's like, okay. Sure. Whatever. It's you know, magic Nick. Yes, who never who never has any like it's I am going to get super duper annoyed <laughs> with Nick's magical white privilege that is just gonna keep him having all these things doing all these things and I'm just be like, Yeah, I'm fine. Nick actually needs to get hurt. I mean, I hate, yeah. you know, it's there actually needs to be a moment where he's, yeah, he doesn't stumble through by blind luck. Mm -hmm. um, and I realize, you know, yes, we spent the entire first season with Strand going, the boy's a survivor. And now this season, it's like, oh, no, it's okay. Because when we get to Madison and Strand in a minute, that's the part of the whole re discussion is about, you know, Nick. Right. Boys a survivor. It well, reminds me of it. This reminds me a little bit of Poochie from The Simpsons. <laughs> when Poochie's not on screen, can we just have the characters standing around going, "Where's Poochie?" <laughs> and that's what they do. Like the anyway, we'll get that anyway. So, yeah. um, so then they go back, and Nick has a meeting with the main dude, who's a pharmacist. Who we find out has been bitten, so the story is, has been bitten by a zombie and did not die. Yes, and there's a big divot in his shoulder. It's a, it's a pretty impressive looking... And Gabriella said she was there when it happened. Right. So, that's an in, that's interesting. That's an interesting that's new. thing. That's new, which yes. is very interesting. The, uh, the idea that there's immunity... Well, what is it that... Like the CDC says that that for any disease that's out there, up to ten percent of the population has natural immunity to it. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, you look at the you look at the major plagues and and big outbreaks in mm -hmm. history. 
there's always like 10 to 14 percent mm -hmm. that are you know even if they get sick they come through the out the other side even if everyone else is dying around them because right. there's statistically speaking there's no 100 mm -hmm. percent fatal illness right i remember not not terribly terribly long ago i think it was like 2014 this guy in britain who uh it was he is he has no he's no longer alive uh was immune to hiv mm. and devoted his life to to research to helping with the research for that to oh, okay, try to find sure. a cure uh recently just in 2014 died so he basically tells nick that death is good and it's okay to be you know cool with with dying and then he has a sermon and nick because he is a sheep mm -hmm. and he, and we've actually seen him be a sheep over... He is a really good follower. I tweeted out, please, please, please like this tweet, because I just thought it was so clever. I said, because Nick has not bathed since... Uh, I, he, he's got a reek of, of wet garbage, B.O., and the desperate need for a father figure. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> so anyway, Nick is oh. fully drinking the Kool-Aid... Even Cecilia was a father figure. Let's, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, yeah, that's very true. No, he's looking. He's looking for someone to, to make it all. He, he needs someone to tell him what to do. Mm -hmm. And if they don't tell him what to do, he's going to wander off into a desert mm -hmm. and eat cactus mm -hmm. and get eaten by animals. No, and, he totally uh, randomly live. Randomly live, but once he finds some place to belong, and that's you know it. And it can't be home. Mm -hmm. That seems to be the recurring theme. It can't be his own family. Right. Because, as we connect with his own family again... Um, right. uh, um, Maddie has been making them drive around for two days to try and find him, even though he expressly told her he did not, right. did not want her to find him. Now, admittedly, especially because these last two episodes... Um, his judgment is not the best. So yeah. if he says, don't find me, make a note. Find him now. <laughs> and I'm sure, like, that's why she did it. Yeah. Like, she's like, this is obviously needs to be taken care of. So they head back. They're like, all right, let's just go get back on the boat. I'm sure that people are going to be coming back to the boat because that's... And, and the god of the budget... <laughs> has deemed that the boat is no longer available. And quite frankly, I am very happy. Yes. I'm happy. The, the boat was a neat idea yeah. initially, but then it just became, oh, well, this has all gone to hell. Quick, let's, let's get, get back on, on the boat. boat and sail away. Right. And I think that that's, yeah, a really bad thing to have happened. So they're just like, okay, well, let's go to that hotel over there because it's over there that's right there and it's actually a pretty cool shot because they got the fog there and everything's kind of the hotels the top layers of the hotel are are uh, shrouded in fog and there's mm -hmm. fog behind them and they're all just sitting there on the on the truck and it's like well nothing's moved better on the inside than on the outside mm-hmm Okay, I guess. Yeah. What's that funny thing? Ophelia says something super funny. Um, <sighs> she does. Just just mark it. Mark it on this day in history. Ophelia said something yeah, funny. Well, Ophelia had a line, and it was minorly clever. 
So they go to the hotel, and because the 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 words "The Walking Dead" are on this show, mm-hmm. when they open a door that should be secured behind them, mm-hmm. they do not secure it. Well, not yeah. For reasons. Sure. For for well for the like, writer the writer saying yeah. okay, you gotta leave that door unlocked. So yeah, they go in and they try and figure out like if there's they look through the whole bottom floor mm-hmm. and discover that it is completely clean. Right. There's uh, no food in the kitchen, but there's alcohol in the bar. Lots of alcohol. But there's also no people and no walkers. Right. So they're like, just okay, well let's just hang out here for a little while. And Alicia's like, um, I'd rather not just hang out. Can we like maybe go to the upstairs floors mm-hmm. and search for supplies and see if we can't, you know, survive she's, she's the, the sensi- zombie apocalypse? Sensible, <laughs> practical one who, whose goal it is to not die today. And and Madison is like, I'm gonna go have a drink. And Strand's like, cocktails. <laughs> and so they wander off. And Ophelia's like, I bet there's something that can kill me real good up there. I'll go with you. And so her and Alicia oh, go upstairs together. Yeah. And so Strand and Madison have a bonding moment mm-hmm. where they talk about sex and children and how Strand would have tried to pick her up in a bar. Not because he would have been particularly interested, but just because he gets off on seducing people. Yeah, he's, that's, his, that's his thing. I mean, he, the, the one person he truly loved, the seduction, the problem was is that the seduction was over and and he thought it was done mm-hmm. and and that's not and then the relationship built beyond that but usually he's he does a seduction and then he walks away mm-hmm. and madison would have done that but um it's it's actually kind of it's see i actually enjoyed that scene mm-hmm. um they had a lot of really good moments in there in that little mm-hmm. thing because like Ali- madison has this breakdown about you know she tried to save Nick and Alicia's father and that didn't work. And this, again, this makes me think like, I think they were together when he died. It's so weird because the, the implication from the season one, and I went back and checked this, Mm -hmm. is that, is that if the, the amount of time that has to go by is either super super short in between her relationships between the father mm-hmm. and Travis which is possible or she was already leaning on Travis really hard before mm-hmm. the I, I do it's remember so hard to tell I do remember that that part of the problem that they were having was that he had just moved in yeah like yeah like so that, that may was, really have been so maybe it wasn't but they were definitely dating long enough for him to be moving in yeah Anyway, so she has this like minor breakdown about it, and, and it's really well done. And, and both of them are acting their their pants off. Here. Yes, I mean, they're, they're doing really... great. They're acting. They are earning their acting actorness. <laughs> and it's good. It's not. It's yeah. not a. It's not a moment of, oh well, you sat there and your contract says I need one good thirty second bit mm-hmm. in in one show. They get monologues that don't upset us the way that monologues in season two upset. Oh us. yeah. Well, yeah, and and so Madison starts like hurling shot glasses at the wall, and Strand decides that it's time to play some piano, and and they're just having a gay old time of it. 
Meanwhile, upstairs. And, <laughs> um, so they have <laughs> Alicia has discovered uh, that um, on some doors it says "Do not disturb," mm-hmm. and there are zombies in there. And so they go in. There's one door that doesn't say "Do not disturb." They go in. And there's there's supplies and there's clothes and there's all the stuff. So mm-hmm. they start packing up, and then they hear something from the bathroom. Mm, right. And they go in, and it's a guy hung himself in the shower. So obviously this person has was in this hotel doing whatever it was that they were doing mm-hmm. and just kind of gave up. Yeah. And so that kind of bums everybody out, and they go off to another room, mm-hmm. and Alicia hangs a Do Not Disturb on his door. Right. Uh, which I thought was a very good moment. This show has had more... This episode of this show has had more little good moments in it than the entire first two seasons i was gonna say that this has actually been my favorite episode of the show Mm -hmm. because even though handle the writer definitely makes its appearance and things like that there are so many good moments and so much actually interesting stuff happens at Mm -hmm. the hotel including oh god so they go into this other room and and Ophelia like sits down on the bed and she's like, "We're all gonna die." Oh, cause yeah, cause it's like well, yeah. Um, she's like, "Well, why would somebody give up like that?" Yeah, Ophelia... Alicia, Alicia's like, "This is why would somebody do that?" And 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 Ophelia's just like, "Maybe he just got sick of just trying to survive, to try right. to make it through one more day." And Alicia's like, "What kind of nonsense is that? <laughs> how how dare you even speak those words?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you stay alive. That's what you do. <laughs> and Ophelia's like, eh, maybe not. <laughs> Everyone I know is dead. And 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 Alicia really does try. She's like, no, we, you are alive, mm-hmm. and we have made it this far. And sure, your character means nothing to anyone. And yes, your parents are both dead. And we're basically just plot points. And you just stood in the background and stared into the middle distance for the last 25 episodes of television that you were on. Some of those episodes you weren't even in. Nobody noticed. But some of those episodes you weren't even in. But you will live. Like, we're alive and let's live. And Ophelia's like... Yeah. Yeah. We have some hot water. Go take a shower. Yes. And so she does. What the ever loving crap. <laughs> oh. The only the only benefit of her taking a shower was her coming out and discovering oh, that Ophelia was, Ophelia was gone. And then going over to the balcony. And having a, a body fall, and your first thought is, Ophelia. Oh, yeah. And then you, then she goes to the balcony and looks down, and no, no, it's all the other higher level rooms that apparently still have the dead in them, mm-hmm. and they're going over the balconies, and they're falling, and they're getting back up. We will not at this time point out that broken bones. Um, impede mobility, or that if you fall from five stories up, your your head would shatter like a grape. We are going to ignore those things right now because we got cool zombies flopping over the edges of balconies and dropping and they and then it's like an avalanche of them. Mm-hmm. And because Strand is mm-hmm. playing the piano, piano and Morgan Madison is throwing 
uh, shot glasses at the wall. So <laughs> Al, uh, Alicia runs out of the room to go and try and mm-hmm. stop them and opens the previously safe stairwell stairs. Not so safe anymore. Yes. Because all the walkers are there. Mm-hmm. All of them. Every single one ever apparently is on the other side of pick a door, any door. Mm-hmm. Because down on the first floor, um, <laughs> Strand suddenly realizes that uh, there's bodies falling yeah. from the sky. It's <laughs> like, uh, Madison? Like, hey, girl. Maybe we ought to. Maybe we know not this anymore. We should go. I think we yeah. should go. We should go now. But it's a bit late mm-hmm. because there's, you know, there's zombies for everyone. Right. And, uh,. They're here. And they're closing in. And so they, they jump behind the bar to make sure that they're not going to die. Which is really not the safest of places to go, but it's the safest place they have at this particular moment. Yes. Um, and uh, Alicia is on her own. Yes. And surrounded by walkers. Yes. And that's, No Ophelia. No Ophelia. And that's where it ends. Yeah. So... That was fun. It was fun, actually. It uh, for all for all the Nick problems, this mm-hmm. was actually was yeah. Again, the best for the... all intents and purposes, this has been the best episode of this show so far. Which is a mixed bag. Yes, I'm going to say right there. <laughs> That's not necessarily a ringing endorsement. Mm. Although, I mean, it, if it wasn't this show, right? I think we would probably have enjoyed this episode anyway. Because it was interesting. Yeah. Uh, character things happened, and dramatic things happened, and zombies from the sky. I mean, we've not had, we've not had zombies from we the sky too often. We joked about it. We I joked know. about like, did where did the zombie come from? Did it fall from a plane? <laughs> but this time we see it. We, we actually see get the zombie fall. So that's fun. All right. So until next time. Yes. Thank you for listening, folks. Um, you can find this show and all of our podcasts at SciFiForMe.com over on iTunes and. Yeah other places podcast.com and and places like that Uh, please rate and comment if you could so that we know that you're listening and if you like it and uh, it also helps other people find us us. tell us what you think of death cults should we form one is that the way to survive one of us one of us tell us tell us. us how you would have mutilated Nick come join us don't be afraid yeah Join the conversation. <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. We will see you next week on Zompocalypse Now. Bye. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2016 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio. <laughs>